No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. podcast contains mature content the views and opinions expressed by the co are not necessarily those of the host listener discretion is advised ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode 148 of the smacking it raw podcast i am your host the warden matt ritter and i am here today with two very special guests it is a long time coming from the get your wrestling podcast we got justin and daryl guys how's it going yo 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 what's going on Doing damn good now. I'm on the show with you, man. Pretty good. This has been a very long time coming. Um, I'm going to talk. So, as you guys know, because I know you guys listen, we've been doing a little bit of Black Lives Matter at the beginning of the show, and we're going to do that. And then after that, I'm going to put you guys over for a little bit because I'm really happy to have you guys on here. And I owe, in my opinion, a lot of what's been going on with us on Twitter due to you guys and what you guys have done for us on Twitter. So, we'll get into that. But, um, it was weird. I didn't know coming in this week because everything's kind of until today when I was on social media, it seemed like everything was kind of quieting down. So I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. You know, I, I've made a couple statements and put some stuff out online. I, I didn't know, but then, you know, you see all the stuff with like them banning the Confederate flag and wanting to take down monuments, people opposing it. And then you had those four senators who actually didn't vote to make lynching federally illegal. And it just, it trips me out that our leadership in this country and that there are people in this country that are trying to recognize the Confederate flag and these uh, Confederate leaders who have monuments built to them as anything more than people who lost a war and supported slavery, because that's what it is. And for those of you in the South who are listening to this, who don't understand, I've said it once and I'll say it again. If you guys don't like what you're hearing, you guys can unfollow me on Twitter. You guys can unsubscribe to this podcast. I'm going to feed it to you straight. The Confederate flag is a symbol of racism. It is a symbol that supports slavery. And so are those Confederate monuments. And that's why they need to be taken down. It's just like if in Germany, they were to wave a Nazi flag and put up fucking monuments to Hitler and Joseph Goebbels or any other Nazi, like they lost, they're gone. It is a part of history, but it's not a part of history that you build statues to or wave banners for like that's not how you treat that history that is a black mark on america's history it is a black eye it is a sore spot and it's not something to be praised or waved around or vaunted so stop with the shit just just stop like black lives matter we've said it before it is support of people who are oppressed who are held down in this country still after slavery is abolished after civil rights have been passed are still not treated as equals and that's all they're asking for is to be treated as equals and for us to support them in their quest to be treated as equals. This is not a white versus black thing. This is supposed to unite us and come together so that we can all, people of color, white people, everyone be treated as equals 
in America because we're supposed to be the great American melting pot. That means we all come together as one, not we're all separate and treated differently and this person's better than that person. So stop fighting it. Stop opposing it. Stop thinking that they're trying to take away things from you because they're not. They just want to be acknowledged as equals, treated as equals, have the same rights as we do. That's all they're looking for. And they're not tearing down your history. They're pointing out that the history that you're supporting and praising and, you know, building statues to is a history of oppression and it's not a good history. And they want you to see that. That's why it needs to be taken down. Um, I don't know if you guys got anything else. Sorry. I got a little, I got oh, going. Dude. <laughs> so well, so well spoken about that. Bro. Cause I have, uh, dude, honestly, I like, actually it's funny you brought up the Confederate flag cause I kind of got in a heated conversation with uh, some coworkers uh, just the other day about it. Now it's because I was reading uh, an article about how the Navy was banning the Confederate flag. And I just kind of said out loud, I was like, man, I really don't understand the infatuation with the Confederate flag. Yeah. It's just like, it's a loser flag. It's not, it's, it's a last place flag. Cause you know, there was only two, two sides fighting and you know, that the, the South lost, so it's the last place flag. And like, I, I just don't understand how people can still say it. Like my wife's old was raised from the South. She was, she was raised in Florida. And like, she even like scoffs at it when people go like, oh man, it's the Southern pride thing. And she's like, yeah, okay. It's a racist thing. It's a hundred percent a racist thing. It's not about your culture. It's just because, like, you obviously don't understand your culture because your culture supported slavery and wanted it to still be around. And, like, mm -hmm. honestly, it's kind of crazy because um, she kind of opened me up to how differently educated. Like, I, like I was born and raised in Chicago suburbs. You know, uh, Matt, where yeah, are oh, you? Uh, like the Willowbrook Darien area. Okay, get to Hinsdale South Hornets, baby. I'm I'm Shout from out. South Holland, yeah. so see, yeah, exactly. We all Illinois raised, yeah. But like, it's crazy because she she was talking like when we got taught the Civil War, you know, obviously we knew it was like Emancipation Proclamation, it's to abolish slavery. When um, she was taught in Florida, I guess her teacher was trying to put out there that it was for just the state's rights. And like students started to like speak up against this teacher and was like, yeah, because of slavery. And the teacher would not budge. It's like, it's not about slavery. It's about states' rights and what the South wanted to do versus the North. And like the, the students were like, what are you talking about? Yeah. We know the truth of this. It's history. Mm -hmm. And that's just how it is. It's just crazy how like even the South will try to, to, to this day, will try to like smudge the history of what really happened. It's just crazy. Ignore what was really going on. Yeah, that that exactly. is insane. Um, so yeah, like like we're saying here, guys, this this is not anything that these are not radical ideas. These are not terrible ideas. These are not people trying to take things away from whites. And if you feel like they're trying to take things away from you, you need to sit down and take a deep look at yourself and what you're talking about because that's not what's going on. They just want to be treated as equal. And speaking of treating them as equal. As I said, I've got Justin and Daryl here from the Get Show podcast and uh, two guys who have shouted us out on their podcast, shown us a lot of love, um, 
as I said, really kind of helped build our brand on Twitter because I got on here and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I don't know why, but for whatever reason, Daryl was on Twitter and he was retweeting our shit and telling people to come follow us and helping us build our brand. And little did I know it was also Justin and Jay because mm-hmm. Justin would come on the Get Your Podcast every week and say, shout out to Daryl for running their social media. So every time I slid in their DMs to ask, you know, hey, what are you guys doing? Maybe I can come on the show, this or that. I always thought I was talking to Daryl. I had full-on conversation with Justin. Didn't even know it was Justin. Like, me and Justin were trading <laughs> pictures of dogs and shit. I thought it was Daryl the whole time because that's what you guys told me was Daryl runs the social media. I didn't know you guys were all in it. I just thought it was Daryl. But, uh, no, you guys mm-hmm. have been great to us, and we really do appreciate that. So, Dude, man. Oh, man. Game, of course, of course. Game-recognized game right there, bro. Um, so – Vince went on the Smacked Raw podcast Instagram and slid into Sasha's DMs. I know it's one of Justin's favorite segments, so I don't know if either mm-hmm. one of you want to go in on Instagram and slide in Sasha's DMs and I'll play a little bit of music, or if you want to do it from the Get Yo podcast Instagram, or I could just play the music, and if Travis has got to listen back to this, this is the point in time where Travis should take that time to go slide in the DMs. So I just want to make sure she gets her panda gift for the week. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we're definitely We're definitely going to give her – Four times more panda gifts since she knows it's going to be from us and she knows that she loves Asians. So she better like it and we're going to do it because Travis wants it to happen. So I'm going to try to do as much as I can to do it. Yeah, and this week, Mikazi's birthday. This week, too. Shout out to... That's right. Shout out to the hubby. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the husband. I'm pretty sure uh, Sasha got a Panda Express. You know what I'm saying? So you know what? Beijing I mean, beef, probably. Beijing beef. Egg rolls and dumplings in her mouth. <laughs> a bowl? Maybe she ate a bowl? Maybe she ate a bowl. The panda bowl. Oh, my God. So, Justin, are you going to slide in the DMs now, or are you going to do that later? I'm going to do it later, but you can definitely play the music. Because right, I'm well, using my phone, so unfortunately. We'll play a little music right now. Ooh. Ooh. This is genuine? <laughs> is it in your jeans? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna sing along to this right now. <laughs> go for it, go for it. We're on Pornhub, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right, so Travis, go look for that panda gift. Make sure Sa- Sasha oh. gets your panda gift this week. We need to get into Jeez. it. We're here to talk about wrestling. That's what we're, we all love. That's why we got these podcasts. Uh, right off the top of the bat, uh, news and rumors, Ronda Rousey is supposed to come back on Monday Night Raw and announce the future of her wrestling career, where things are going. Um, what do you guys think about it? How do you feel about Ronda returning, especially after all the shit she was saying online about wrestling and fans and all that, you know? Well, I, I can tell you one thing, though. When she comes back, there won't be any booing. I guarantee you that crowd is going to be queued up to applause. There's going to be a bunch of applause from Mark Rauro or whoever backstage, like applause, applause, applause. So nobody will be booing her. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, when she did that stuff on, on uh, that, when she had that video where she was talking shit about wrestling, that was definitely a work brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like, I mean, she was, you can say what you want, but she was over and you, and you were watching because, you know, you want to see if she's going to fail or do good. And she, she you know, she got a pass for me. Um, but I, I definitely am curious to see what happens. Me too. Me too. Daryl, what about you? 
I mean, they're obviously trying to take advantage of this situation of her doing the hard work, hard the hardcore work that she did on uh, the interviews, talking about how if like people wouldn't be able to survive fights 300 days out of the year, blah blah. So I, I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen, but. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not as big of a Ronda Rousey fan as Justin is, so I'm like, I'll see it, but I'm like, whatever, to be honest with you. I'm like, I'm kind of over the Ronda Rousey thing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but I do like how she's getting heat all of a sudden. Okay, okay, I'm with that, I'm with that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm wondering if she's going to show up and try and steal Becky's thunder and say that uh, mm. she too is now mm. pregnant and that's why she won't return. Oh. Or maybe you got, you got Jessamine Duke <laughs> and you got Marina Shafir chilling in the crowd. Maybe, you know, she's going to finally bring them up to her level. Maybe there'll be some interaction with Shayna who we haven't seen in a couple weeks. So mm. there's a lot of places this could go. Uh, I am definitely interested. Also, we found mm. out this week that uh, Elias's car or Jeff Hardy supposedly taking out or Seamus supposedly framing Jeff Hardy taking out Elias is actually cover up for a real injury that Elias suffered so he's going to be out I think they said oh, for shit. six months with a pec tear if I'm not mistaken oh dang um but Elias is actually hurt and then all the backlash that Jackson Riker received for the dumb shit he said on Twitter like <laughs> His own group, like the Forgotten Sons, are like, can we just yeah. forget about this guy? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's get him out of here. Like, they don't support him. There's so many people yeah. backstage mad at him. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, trust me, Google Jackson Riker. It'll come up. It'll show you all the stupid shit he said. And you'll see all the backlash and the people that are upset with him. But he's just picking the wrong side <laughs> at the wrong time. So, yeah. oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's like forgotten stepson now. He's just way back in the. <laughs> he's gonna be on two hundred five live. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only place you'll find him is on two hundred five live. All right, guys. So, uh, I I don't know how you guys want to do it. I normally only have one guest host that isn't new. So, uh, between the two of you, figure out uh, where you guys want to go. Pick. SmackDown, Raw, Justin, and go ahead. Okay. Where are we going? Let's go with the um. Let's let, let's start off with the uh, with the good show. Let's start off with AEW. AEW, <laughs> yeah. I, I heard you and uh you and Jay. I was listening to you guys last night on my way home, and uh, mm-hmm. you guys. I know Jay's a big AEW fan. Um, yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we start off with Jericho. He comes out as a to commentate for the majority of the night, and then we've got that kickoff match, the return of FTR to in-ring action against Butcher and Blade. Mm. And Butcher and Blade are back in action. I actually kind of like them in the all-white. They look like uh, a clockwork orange with the yeah, 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 spenders yeah, and shit. I was hoping that was going to. I heard around. you say that last mm-hmm. week, dude. That's a good one. That was that's a good comparison right there. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, the only reason I liked them was the bunny, and the bunny's busy with uh, QT Marshall, so she's not even around. But uh, yes, yeah. it was a good match it, up until the end with the, their finisher that they kind of botched. I mean, they made Butcher and Blade look good. I'm not saying that they're not good, but this is probably the best they've looked in AEW. Um, they're definitely getting back in the groove. And then you've got the Bucks coming down post-match during their interview, interrupting – basically putting themselves over, talking about how they're the greatest tag team, 
you know, they've been carrying the tag team division on their backs and sticking their hands out. You get a big brawl before they actually get to shake hands. How are you guys feeling about this feud? Well, first off, the match, uh, Butcher and Blade versus FTR, and then this feud and the way they're building it with uh, FTR and the Bucks. Well, for me, the match I thought was really good. I mean, sometimes when you see uh, wrestlers like FTR jumping ship and going on to another another program like AEW, you're kind of like wondering like, are right, how are they going to be? We haven't seen them wrestle. This is a different style. And definitely it showed that they definitely belong there. So I thought the match was good. Um, I also want to point out, like I did before, like, but Trent Blade, yo, they, I thought they did pretty well. I mean, like you said, this is kind of like the best they've ever seen. And I was like, if they can do that with FTR, why can't they do that with everybody else? And, and maybe get a, a kind of a little following behind them. But, you know, the match was like, the match was solid, I thought. Um, and maybe uh, their legs weren't underneath them. They couldn't do their finisher. But either way, I thought it was a good match. The feud with the Bucks. I mean, it's been a long time coming. Uh, FTR, I think, to me, is doing a better build for the feud than the Bucks are doing. The Bucks, I mean, you say what people want. They're not really good at promos. They're not really good at building storylines promo-wise. They're good at doing the being the elite part, like, you know, their show. <laughs> but as far as, like, building a, pro a storyline through pro promos on a mic, that's not their game. And FTR is definitely carrying that end of it. So I'm glad to see it. I, I can't wait to see it. I know the match is going to be dope. All right. All right. Yeah. What about you, Daryl? I like FTR. I'm so glad they signed with AEW because I do like how they kind of do a contrasting style compared to like your high flying bucks and whatnot. And I like how they hyped you. I think Justin's right on how they've been not only hyping the rivalry with the bucks, but like just them being an AEW in general. Cause like, even in their tweets are like, well, our first match is going to be this. You're not going to see flying knees. You're not going to see double uh, flips. You're not going to see, and it's just like them just do like naming off all these high flying things. And just, you're just going to see like dope wrestling. And it's like, oh yeah, you're right. Like they really are a great wrestling tag team. We saw that a lot in WWE and somehow it failed. Mostly in because NXT. Because of bad booking. Yeah. Mostly in NXT. Yeah, NXT is true. I want to point out something, though. Bro, how is QT Marshall always losing, but somehow winning with Allie, bro? You know like, I'm not happy about that. that. That motherfucker <laughs> Dude, in his yeah, stupid I know, apple right? pisses me off. I don't understand why this guy, Dude. who has no reason to be associated with one of the <laughs> yeah. greatest wrestling families of all time in the roads, gets to hang out with them, and now, like, through that <laughs> friendship that he has, all of a sudden gets Allie out of nowhere. Like, what the man fuck do i tweeted at him a while back because he was like oh q a uh five like for five minutes go and i tweeted out a question like so can you and brandon cutler and the uh peter avalon do a triple threat so that someone out of the three you can finally win a match and he like <laughs> genuinely like thought it was a big, real question and actually like answered the question i was like bro i'm just like kind of fuck with you because all you three, like, just constantly job to everyone else. It's the worst. Vince is putting <laughs> like, you guys you over on. About, Vince is putting you guys over on Twitter right now. When I asked that, when I asked oh, nice. on Twitter <laughs> if uh, they wanted to know who I was recording with tonight, Vince came on and said, "If it's not Misty Stone or um, uh, he was naming a couple porn stars, uh, he didn't want to know." And then he just saw on Facebook that it's you guys, and goes, "Never mind, my bad." 
your guests are way better than who I who he suggested. I don't know if I agree with that because he had a Bella Danger in there. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm just saying. I, mean, we, yeah. I love you guys, but if I could have a Bella Danger and Misty Stone on here, bro, bro, I might not be married tomorrow, but I'm gonna go out happy. <laughs> or um, that, uh, what's it called? That that girl Elsa that looks like Liv Morgan. Yeah. I mean, bro, bro. My boy John comes over. He only watches the pay per views, and him and his girlfriend come over for the pay per views. Um, every month, uh, they actually, they're coming over Sunday for backlash. They were over for takeover. And every time he catches someone new, he sends me a text message while we're sitting in the living room. He goes, Hey, check out this porn star. It looks just like this wrestler. Hey, check out this porn star. It looks just like this wrestler. Like he has them names. I haven't even heard of these people, but he's got them like listed in there. Like, yep, this looks like Liv Morgan. Check her out. So Shout out to John. I appreciate that. Um, Shout out to John. That's a skill. That's he's doing, skill. He's doing, doing God's work right there. He is. He is. Hold on, real quick. Darryl, you know Darryl, God's like, quick. yo, uh, this is pretty good. Daryl, you got to tell your story about uh, how you do porn. This guy, look, not, to, not to put you on blast there, but this guy looks up porn parodies. Oh, wait. Man, wait, look up what? Sh- <laughs> porn Dude. parodies. And, and me and him always joke. And so he's like, yo, they got a, um, what's that show? What's that show back in the episode? There's a high school musical porn parody, Junks. And then he tells me all these different porn parodies. And the funniest one was the Game of yeah. Thrones porn parody. He got to tell the story. Yeah, tell the story. Bro, I, I, don't, I don't know about this story. I don't know where these, uh, how many stories you think there are, but. No, I think he wants you to tell the story about the Game of Thrones porn parody. So something happened with Game of Thrones. <laughs> Dude, honestly, uh, I'll just leave it at this. <laughs> no, I don't honestly. I'm just a fan of stupid comedy porn. And it's Dude, hilarious. I'm with you. I do the same thing. Uh, right? One of my favorite porn stars is Gianna Michaels, and she did that Ghostbusters porn parody. I fucking loved it. Like, I, yeah. I'm with you on it. I fully support. Yeah. I We don't kink shame here. <laughs> I fully support your kink, man. Um. Appreciate it. Speaking of kinks, we got Penelope Ford and Nyla Rose, who I know Daryl is a big fan of, and Justin. You guys love that Nyla Rose. Um, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie's Charlie's girl. Miss Charlie's girl. Man, Uh, they defeated Chris Statlander and Hikaru Shida, and Penelope Ford gets the pin on Hikaru Shida. Mm. I pray to God they do not give Penelope Ford a title match against Hikaru Shida because. I don't like Ford in the ring. Like her and Britt Baker just don't yeah. do it for me in ring. Britt's character, fucking fantastic. Penelope Ford, great to look at. In ring work rate, mm-mm, mm-mm, no. Mm-hmm. They would not make it off the casting couch. Um, <laughs> then we got Darby Allen, who's kicking it with Tony Hawk. And Tony's like, hey, I know you can't wrestle, but. You're here. You can skateboard. And then this motherfucker's throwing himself off ladders. Like, <laughs> you are not cleared to wrestle because you jumped off a ladder with a fucking skateboard and fucked yourself up. So your idea of rehabilitation is to do the same thing that got you kicked out of wrestling for an injury repeatedly over and over and over again. I don't understand the mentality of this man. He's just crazy, bro. Hey, okay. Is it true that he was on a show, um, uh, Sex Led Me to the ER? Have you seen that going around? 
I have not, but I need to find that episode. Dude, I'm going to look that Wait, up is for that you. Him or is, that, is that him or is that a lookalike? I don't know. So that's what I'm saying. Like, Because let's be honest. If you saw Darby Allen on the street without the makeup, you, you, he'll just be a person out there. He'll just mix with everyone <laughs> you see, you know? Because <laughs> his but wife is with a skateboard. His wife is uh, Priscilla Kelly, who got famous Kelly. for doing that uh, tampon spot hey. in bar wrestling. Oh, geez. yes, yeah. yes, that's right. Barf right there. So maybe yes. that's what—that's how sex led them to the ER. Maybe that's her kink. Maybe that's what she's into, and he choked on it. Now they're in the ER. He's got a bloody tampon down his throat. Bro can't breathe, and they got to pull that shit out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Speaking of bloody, speaking of bloody tampons, uh, we got a six-man tag team match. It's the best friends, Orange Cassidy, my boy Trent, and then that idiot Chucky T uh, taking on the inner circle with Proud and Powerful and uh, Hager. Um, Cassidy rolls up Ortiz for the win. Then everyone jumps to best friends. Jericho comes down with his baseball bat from commentary. And then they beat up Cassidy. They bloody my boy Orange Cassidy. They've got blood oranges under the ring. They're hitting him with the oranges, just tearing this man up. I don't know what Jericho I, – I know he walked through. Like, how do you build a feud on, between Jericho and Orange Cassidy just because he accidentally stumbled into frame one week during an interview? Like, dude accidentally walked into your picture, and now you're beating him with oranges and baseball bats and beating the shit out of him. I don't know. Jericho's you know, great. Jericho's great. Oh, That's he's fantastic, say. especially on commentary. He's, he's yeah. Oh my gosh, yes, yes, he's great. How many? How many juiced puns came out from that damn thing? From like every Twitter account, wrestling Twitter account. I was like, God damn, for real. I Juice stayed all, as far everyone? away from that as I could. Yeah. Because I saw plenty. I was like, I don't even need to add my two cents. We're good. Everything's covered. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, then we got that weird <laughs> Joey Janela Sunny Kiss video where Joey's, like, down and depressed. And then yeah. Sonny picks him up like he's a hooker on the side of the road and they ride off together. Um, <laughs> I'm actually curious as to see the Sunny Kiss Joey Janela thing because I want to see Sunny Kiss on AEW Dynamite more. So if they make them a tag team and yes. do something with them, then we get Sunny Kiss actually competing on Dynamite and not on Dark because I don't watch Dark because I don't have time to watch Dark. I wish I did. I wish I could just watch all the wrestling, but I can't. Um, I got to yeah, dedicate. No one can. It's yeah. hard. It's hard. So I'd love to see it's Sunny different. Kiss get some time on Dynamite, and Joey Janela, I hope, can bring Sunny Kiss to Dynamite. Um, no, agreed, man. I keep on tweeting out that Sunny Kiss is probably like the most underrated wrestler on that on that roster, bro. Oh yeah. We saw her. We are. We saw Sunny Kiss live. Uh, I saw Seneca live at AEW Denver, and he would, they were they did like a dark match with like Brandon Cutler, man, athletic. That like Seneca's got moves, and just can't wait till she gets on like Dynamite. It's gonna be crazy. Uh, then we got Billy Gunn getting an interview, but MJF comes in and kind of takes over, and my boy Billy just I know like <laughs> I, I I know he didn't mean it that way, but. They're talking about swimming and sharks, and Billy goes, I am the great white. And I'm like, bro, now is not the oh. time to be going on TV saying shit. 
like that. Like you can't come out calling yourself the Great White right now. Bad timing. Stop it. That's the the brownest white <laughs> with all that tan, with all that fake tanner right there. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, MJF's talking about how he is the ceiling for the promotion, and this is leading to MJF Billy Gunn, I believe, yeah. next week on Dynamite. Uh, then we got Sammy Guevara defeating Colt Cabana, Chicago's own Colt Cabana, yeah. Colt Boom Boom Cabana, <laughs> um, and Grayson and Uno finally back. Someone snuck them across the Canadian border. They are down here joining up with the team that they started that Brody just kind of took away from them. And uh, as Brody helps Colt up to leave, uh, we see Colt kind of go find their locker room and walk in. Is Colt Cabana joining the Dark Order? Hmm. He needs something. Because this gimmick that he has, I, I never was really into. I mean, yeah, cool. We support him because he's from Chicago. Um, and but because he I, made... I never was in. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go Pro wrestling tees? No, I was going to say because we're wrestling podcasters and Colt Cabana kind of yeah. invented wrestling podcasting. He was the man to true, do it. True, yeah. true, 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 true. He's the OG. He's the OG. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I never was into his weird um, kind of like comedy. I mean, Yano does it really better on New Japan, but to me, like, I don't know. I, I mean, he just needs something. He just needs a, like a reinvention. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. He's been doing the same shit yeah. for a long time. And clearly... Yeah. It's working, but it's not working well enough to get him to the big show. It did get him to AEW, but now they're looking to yeah. change it up a little bit and make him a little more, I guess, mainstream or give him some more mainstream appeal um, outside of yeah. what he's been doing. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we also got Matt Hardy coming out to address Sammy Guevara. Um, this whole Matt Hardy, <laughs> Sammy Guevara thing is real weird to me. Like, don't get me wrong. I've yes. gone on record as saying I am not a Jeff Hardy fan. I have always been a Matt Hardy fan. And people are always like, oh, that's just because your name's Matt. And then when I say that I like Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, <laughs> I don't support, you know, that argument when I say that's not the reason why. <laughs> I just like the better in-ring workers, and I don't like Nick Jackson's face. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I don't know about this whole Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara thing, uh, especially with the way they're using Matt Hardy or at least uh, extreme Team Extreme Matt Hardy to manage – uh, private party. Now he's got kind of a separate singles mm -hmm. feud with his other 12 personas against Sammy Guevara. But uh, <laughs> depends on where it goes. I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm just, I'm not sold on it yet. Yeah, same here. I think Matt Hardy, or, you know, whoever he is today, is stealing the gimmick from Mick Foley. You know, the three personas, Cactus, and, you know, Dude Love, and then, you know, Mankind and Mayhardt said, Well, I'll do you one better. I'll come up with 12 different personas, you know? And like, and you know what? I, I kind of get it. It was still. I was going to say, right, go, go, go I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, I would love to see them do like their own version of the Royal Rumble and have Matt Hardy keep coming in and getting thrown out as all the different versions of Matt Hardy. So you got Damascus, you got Team Extreme, you got uh, Matter of Fact Matt Hardy, you got whatever classic Matt Hardy they pulled out last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. But just come in and get thrown yeah. out like repeatedly by Sammy or somebody, Jake maybe. Run yeah. them back, come oh, out again. Come over so different. So you classic know that's gonna that happen. happen. Yeah. You know that's gonna happen. I mean, they teased it at that stamp stadium stampede where he like had different phrases. I thought he was trying to be like freezing and have different forms each time. But like, <laughs> you know. Oh. Um, but like, 
I, I'm okay with it. I, I mean, Matt Hardy, like you said, I, I always kind of enjoyed, like, his, like, true wrestling persona. I mean, Jeff Hardy was always going to get, like, people over with, like, the high-flying moves and this and that. But at the end of the day, Matt Hardy has the ideas. He's got the storyline skills. He's a better in-ring performer. But right. the, the, the association with him and Private Party, and he's still wearing, like, the Team Extreme gear, it's like, it just doesn't go together. I don't know. I just don't feel. I just don't know where it's going. And I don't think Private Party needs needs him. I'm not sold on Private Party as a gimmick. In ring, that match okay. they had the Bucks. What Mark Quinn did this week against Ooh, uh, yeah. Cody Rhodes. Yes. In ring talent, I'm with them. The gimmick they have not sold me on. Mm. So yeah, I could. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with mm-hmm. that. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. what do you got? Daryl over there, as far as Matt Hardy goes. Oh, dude, no, I agree with you guys. It's, I mean, I, I like Matt Hardy a lot, but um, yeah, these personas is just a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they're gonna go with him, but I mean, I'm hoping it's right to But I do agree with you with the private party, though. I, I say like, man, I love them as in-ring workers, but uh, yeah, I don't know about it's like. And I, I think it's maybe his brainwashing from like being on Twitter so much, and people keep on comparing them to uh, what's it called? Street to, profits. Um, street uh-huh. profits. And it's like I keep on thinking it's not, but like maybe it's getting to me. But yeah, I don't know. I, that the the gimmick is not there for me, but their in ring is there, and hopefully, I don't know what they're gonna do with Matt Hardy with them, but hopefully it'll be better. Yep. Uh, we also had Moxley's interview. Uh, it basically ends with Brian Cage whooping his ass in the parking lot. Um, <laughs> and then Taz delivering all Taz's catchphrases and trying to stop Brian Cage for Brian Cage uh, yeah. uses Moxie to break someone's back window um, of their rented Chevy Cruze. Um, I know you guys were talking about Brian Cage uh, and how Brian Cage, in your opinion, is a better in-ring performer than uh carrying cross or killer cross is i have not seen brian cage i i do not watch impact i've tried to watch impact i tried watching it before like the whole corona thing happened and i just i couldn't get into it they were doing some weird cheesy shit that i just i did not like i lost interest but uh so i haven't seen brian cage except for what he's done here in uh that casino battle royal and the squash match, and then here. Mm-hmm. And then all I've seen of Killer Cross, Karrion Cross, is what he's done on NXT. But you're telling me that uh, this lump of muscle that Scott Steiner shit out <laughs> is <laughs> definitely a better in-ring worker than Karrion Cross. Yes. Uh, only because um, me, Dar- me, Daryl, and most of the Get Show crew have seen him in Warrior Wrestling, but we best, we best know him for his days in Lucha Underground. Yes. And, you know... When, when in Lucha Underground, none of those guys were slow and mechanical. And when we first saw Brian Cage, we were like, "Holy shit, this guy moves like moving to Guerrero, but he's like fucking biggest, biggest Brock Lesnar. Like this guy should be good, you know what I'm saying?" And, and lo and behold, his career took off after he got away from the you know crazy contract that Lucha Underground had and did his thing in Impact, and now he's in AEW. I, I definitely see like he he has a lot a lot of potential. Do you guys remember the Street Fighter movie? Yeah. yeah. Or, I'm sorry, not the Street <laughs> Fighter movie, the Double Dragon movie. Yes. Yep. Okay. That too. We know do that you too. Remember, do you remember Bo Abobo? 
Bo a Bobo. Oh man, I see the only person I remember from a Double Dragon movie is Alyssa Milano. <laughs> Google <laughs> Bo a Bobo, and I'm telling you, it looks just like Brian Cage. <laughs> it is one of the villains from the Double Dragon movie. It looks just like okay. Brian Cage. Okay, okay. Actually, you okay. know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna look that Duh. up real quick, and I'm gonna send it to you. I, I can't Duh, get it over right his I just can't get the image oh, of Scott man. Wolf. Scott Wolf, man, as a as a um, double dragon. And Iron Chef, Iron Chef, back from Iron Chef. Where did uh? Do we lose Daryl? Oh, Daryl, the lights are you, uh, no, you my, there he is. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Is it? My living room lights are on a timer. That's why. Oh. But dude. Oh. Okay. Dude. okay. I forgot about this guy. I'm not gonna lie. I looked him up. Yo, let's see it. Let's oh, see it. Let's see it. Bro. Bro, come on. Bro. That is the exact picture that I actually bro. saved and I was sending to you guys in the thing. Brian Gage looks just like that. Tell me he doesn't. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah, he does. Just he like does. that. He does. Um, the tumor neck muscles. Check no, his tumor neck muscles on that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Check him on Lucha Underground, though, man. It's he, he's bonkers. He's bonkers good. Yeah, and that's how so we knew about Aishirai is from Lucha Underground as well, too. Okay. Yeah. yeah so definitely. I mean, I know yeah. that. Uh, oh, uh, Ricochet was uh, Prince Puma down there, and you know, yes, John yep. Morrison was yep. doing some shit down yep. there. So definitely want to go check that yep. out. Yeah. Um, we yep. also, yep. as we said, main event: Cody versus Mark Quinn from Private Party. Uh, Hager attacks Cody after the match. Matt Hardy and Private Party come out uh, to take out Hager. Then the Inner Circle comes down. Minus Jericho, we get a big brawl. And uh, as Hager's walking away, Cody just says, fuck the ranking system. Jake, you want a title match? You can have it. That's why you did this, right? And Jake's like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's why I came down. I wanted to get that title match. Mm-hmm. Like They kind of botched <laughs> that, but the match between Cody and Mark Quinn was fucking dope. As you guys said, Quinn yeah. was just like the Energizer Bunny throwing out fucking high spot after high spot after high spot. It was ridiculous. Um, you guys got any any thoughts on the ending, that I, match? I mean, the, the thing is, too, like, I mean, there's just not, not enough. Like, you have to, like, really watch that whole match from start to begin to catch all the stuff that he was doing. I mean, the little subtle ways how he, like, put his foot on the rope and there was a time where he you he was still trying to sell that his leg was hurt so yeah. he got on the rope with one foot and he was still able to get that height you know and like it's just crazy some of the things that he did just a small details how they how he was able to get in and out of the rope quickly most people took their time but he had like another level he was definitely on another level and um i still can't imagine doing that 450 crossbody and landing with your arms straight that not hurting the next day, you know. What I mean, like, I know, I know. Everyone talks about the the, the that like corkscrew DDT, but just how he landed with his arms out is just like and not bent. Just seems like how's he not injured, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, but that was that was dope. That was too dope. As we always do here, AEW spit or swallow. Daryl, we'll start with you. Gotta swallow it, bro. Swallow Gotta swallow AEW. it. Justin, I can't believe I'm saying spit or swallow. I'm not saying swallow. That's uh, contract you signed. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. It's so good. It is. It is. 
Uh, I am going to swallow two as long as I could put a pillow on the ground for my knees. You can. We we will allow it. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm with you guys. I'm gonna swallow that. That match was great. They did uh, some really. I mean, the opening match was great. The ending match was great. Even the women's match was one of the better women's matches we got. The only big downside yeah. here was watching uh, Darby Allen just completely try and end his career with Tony Hawk, and yeah. uh, that QT Marshall got more screen time with Allie. Other than that, yeah. it was good shit. QT Marshall. Uh, where are we going next? SmackDown, NXT, or Raw? Justin, go ahead. We can go. We can go with. Let's go with SmackDown. All right, that'll be quick because ninety percent of SmackDown was the IC title match. So. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, we kicked this thing off. We're supposed to have the contract signing between Sheamus and Jeff. And Sheamus comes down with, like, an entourage, including a doctor that's holding a fucking cookie jar that he wants Jeff Hardy to pee in because Jeff needs to give a urine sample to prove that he is not on drugs or drunk. Um, I hope it's not drunk because you do a breathalyzer, not a urine sample for yeah. alcohol. And that's why I was like, what is going on here? <sighs> yeah. I... <laughs> not, not, not to get all crazy, but I wish they showed him peeing, and then, and then the pee would be different colors. It'd be like a rainbow. Takashi 6 9 pee? Yeah. Oh. It's your so imagination. Is... So if, if it was Takashi 6 9 pee, then it would definitely let the doctor know that Jeff was on drugs. It would rat him out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jeff pees in the fucking bottle because he's like, fuck it. If this is what I got to do to get my hands on you, I'll do it. Seamus is trying to rush him. And then Seamus gets what may be his first, may not be his first ever golden shower. I don't know. I want to know what the over and under on whether or not Seamus has had a golden shower prior to this is. So... He's dating a Filipino girl. I don't know. I've we've did. I mean, you're married to one. I've dated before. This is probably his first one. It's probably his first one. But then some of them can get crazy. Some of them can get crazy. So, I, I mean, I thought you were about to tell me something I did not know is. about Filipino women. There, real quick. You're like, so he's dating a Filipino girl. I've dated one, and she peed on me. So. <laughs> Like, I thought that's where that story was going. I was like, whoa. No, no. I'm a nurse. I don't want any of that. I, I'm glad like, that you're not. Cup. I was going to say, I'm glad that as a nurse, you take your health seriously and you do not allow women to squat and pee on you uh, in your personal time or at work. So, um, yeah, so we do that whole thing. And then we find out as Seamus is in the bathroom, like, chugging mouthwash and scrubbing himself off that uh, the test was negative. I was mostly impressed that all the security also got hit with the urine, but they didn't, like, they didn't sell it at all. Like, they just get pissed on all the time. They had no problem with it. They just stood there like, yep, cool. Yep. Unfazed. It's not, at least it's not Zack Ryder's. At least it's not Zack Ryder's. <laughs> uh, then we got Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro defeating the New Day. And the New Day, during their entrance, they take a knee and they raise their fist uh, in support of Black Lives Matter. And that's one thing, even though WWE kind of skirted around saying Black Lives Matter, the fact that, that, you know, Keith Lee was able to come out with that on his tights, that, you know, they're not banning their wrestlers from or their independent contractors from uh, making statements and supporting causes. They're allowing them to 
use that platform to express and support the cause. Um, I really do appreciate that. And it's cool. I'm 100%. kind of surprised that Shinsuke and Cesaro got the win here, though, because mm-hmm. really we're going to go with another one of these half-assed tag teams for – like, I know he made him and Sheamus work, and the bar became something, but I don't think you can just put anyone with Cesaro and he's going to be like, oh, yeah, this is a fantastic tag team. Like, the whole TJ uh, – uh, not TJ Perkins, uh, Natty's husband. Uh, yeah, Wilson. And Cesaro thing didn't really work for me with Natty as their manager where fucking uh, he was coming down with the headphones on and ignoring it. Like (laughs) jamming out to Trey songs the whole time. (laughs) I, yeah, I totally agree. And I, and I thought that this Cesaro, Nakamura, Sami Zayn little faction would have uh, played its course by now, but it seems like they're just rolling with it just because they can't find anything to do for Cesaro. I think this thing is mostly for Cesaro. I think Shinsuke Shinsuke can definitely break out in his own if if they wanted to let him do that, but I I don't know. It's just like, I mean, I know a lot of people want Cesaro to have that push, but I'm beginning to see like maybe this, he's just not as over as people think that he should be. I mean, he's a great wrestler. Don't get me wrong. He's a great wrestler though. All right. What about you? How do you feel about the uh, Shinsuke Cesaro team and what, I mean, they beat the tag team champions. So as per WWE law, you pin the tag team champions, you get a tag team title match and they'll probably yeah. announce it mm-hmm. Saturday, you know, cause I already made a prediction <laughs> sheet. So they'll add that match for Sunday. They'll tell us tomorrow. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, we're, we're big Cesaro fans. We're big uh, Shinsuke fans. But I don't know about, yeah, them as a tag team. I agree with you. I mean, like, Cesaro, I mean, like, if Cesaro was making everything gold, he would be a, you know, competing for a world title or something. Like, he like he should be. But keep on putting him on these, like, makeshift tag teams that, like, can work, can't work sometimes. So, I don't know. It's like, I, we're fans, but I don't know how this is going to go. I'm not, I'm not liking it, though. All right. I'm with you on that. Uh, then we find out that our boy Tucker is back. Uh, as as Corey Graves said on commentary, he uh, defeated Dysentery on the Oregon Trail and has made his way back. Oh. And he and Mandy are using some uh, sensory training on Otis to get him ready for the six-man tag team match with Braun. <laughs> and then we see Sheamus come in, still fighting Jeff Hardy, still mad that he had pee dumped on him in the background (laughs) before we get a really dope icy title hype package where they went through the history of the title and they're trying Mm -hmm. as hard as they can to bring some prestige back to this title that they've kind of shit on over the last Mm -hmm. 10 years or so you know like every now and then you'll get like the Miz or Dolph Ziggler or Cody Rhodes trying to bring prestige back and it'll last for a little while and then it just gets shit on and it's barely on tv and can't remember who the champion is they're really trying this time again. Um, AJ defeats Daniel Bryan in one of the longest matches in SmackDown history. But it was a good match. I mean, it's AJ yeah. and Daniel. Yeah. It was a damn good match. Yeah. My favorite part of this is that everyone in the internet wrestling community got played when Brie Bella posted that picture of the IC title. And everyone's like, oh, she spoiled it. It's yeah. pre-recorded. Now we know oh, Daniel Bryan won. God. Why would you do that? And they were all, like, freaking out about it. And then here comes AJ Styles, and he wins the match. 
and he's your champion, and they just played everyone on the internet. That was my favorite part of this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, shout like, out to Bree. I guess she knows yeah. that. Yeah, I guess she knows that she has internet cred because people 100% believe her when you damn well know that AJ was going to get this title. I was just you know, if you, if you – everybody what? knows that AJ's going to get this title. It's only one of the last things that he hasn't got yet. You know, I mean, it, it was kind of obvious that it was going to go that way, so I don't know how people could have got – you know, child Vince Russo swerved, bro, by that, in, by Brie Bella putting that, you know. Um, but, yeah, that match was really good. I mean, there's nothing I could say. You got my favorite wrestler, Daniel Bryan, in there, and you got our top wrestler of the decade, AJ Styles, in there. It was, it was just a dream match, a dream match. Yeah. And the crowd was definitely hyped for it. It was like, yeah, you know, they you felt real. the crowd is being played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, a lot of the time when they do these, like, they're, now they're doing the crowd thing, you can tell they're being queued up. Like, it's an episode of Fresh Prince. It's like, laugh, cry, you know, boom, you know? And yeah. it's like, it's like, with this one, they definitely were, like, just being, they were more fans instead of working for WWE. Which was awesome. And they need to just let yeah. them do yeah. that. Like, let them cheer for who they want. Let them boo for who they want. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Give the reactions that they're going to give. This, exactly. this is like, uh, a big fu. This is like the final fu by Brie Bella since like we've been Brie Bella's been hearing the botch mania. Oh, you screwed up. You screwed. You injured this person. It's like Brie Bella gets the last laugh by like totally screwing the uh, wrestling Twitter. Oh, hundred percent. Like yeah, right. It's like her uh, her payback. Yeah, because and for whatever reason. They've jumped back on this, like, shit on the Bella Twins bandwagon. Lately. Yeah. I've seen a lot of it on Twitter where they're like, oh, I can't believe they're going in the Hall of Fame before Christian. Like, just shitting all over the Bellas and what they have accomplished and done in the business, saying that they don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame or yet. And whatever your argument is for that, that's fine. The point is they have had Hall of Fame careers when they go in. Mm-hmm. It may be up for debate, but they have done it. And I agree. This was like, after all the shit, you know, she's – about to have another baby, her second baby. Mm-hmm. Nikki's going to have her first. They're like, I think it's next month is their due date because I, me and the wife do watch Total Bellas and they were just actually talking about it last night on Shout Total out, Bellas. so do we. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, listen, man, it, it's a cool show. I like it's seeing all the behind show. the scenes. Yeah. I like it's seeing all the behind the scenes shit show. as like you need to like evolution exactly. and pay the views. There's some good shit exactly. there. And it's how I got my wife back into watching wrestling with me. So that was a big exactly. you know. She was a Kardashians exactly. fan. I'm like, well, hey, come check this out. Now she's watching wrestling every week with me. Oh, like how you guys like how you guys don't kink shame. I do not show shame as well on your show <laughs> but i will make this face like what are you, why are you watching this go ahead uh. all right so uh yeah. oh shout out the, the bellas the bellas yeah shout out to the bellas shout out to total bellas yeah uh, i'm with you big f you um then we've got the <laughs> bailey sasha victory celebration which is cut short because alexa and nikki came out and then the iconics are on the screen with their pre-recorded uh, video warning Bailey and Sasha not to turn their backs, pointing out that, hey, we beat Alexa and Nikki, and we're the ones that ended your first title run that sent you guys home, you know, crying and laying on the floor and made Sasha take time off for like six months and all that shit. I really love what they've done with the Iconics since their return. I'm really happy that they're not yeah. 
doing with them what they did before where they they didn't let them kind of feel like a threat in ring you know they ran away they looked like they were always scared to get physical now they're actually treating them like real wrestlers and i appreciate that because they are talented peyton royce is my shit i even am starting to find billy k attractive i don't know what it is about her lately something i didn't before now i do i don't know I'll tell no, you. No, one hundred percent. I agree. Go ahead. Go ahead, Daryl. <laughs> I'll say Peyton Royce is a nice exterior, but Billy Kay is that she keeps that. She's the motor that keeps them running, man. I'm telling you, she got good comedic timing. It's like low key good. That's true. That's true. Uh, and then our main event, we got the Miz and Morrison getting interviewed. They're introducing their new music video that I was not at all excited to see, <laughs> and uh, it gets cut short with Braun Strowman's entrance. It's Braun and Heavy Machinery. Versus The Miz, Morrison, and Dolph Ziggler. I don't know how, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like you should have ended the show with the IC title match and not yes. this. I know kind of why they did it, but, like, even with Baron Corbin grabbing the camera guy to document his sexual harassment of Mandy Rose, like, that all could have been in the middle of the show. <laughs> we could have gone yes. off the air with AJ Styles as champion. This is still the house that AJ Styles built. I think that's much better. Otis bails on his team to go save Mandy. Not a good friend. You do not leave your friends behind down three to one. Yeah. Trust trust Mandy. Trust that she's not going to slip off of Corbin and go suck his dick while you're having a match. Trust her <laughs> that she can, you know, swerve Corbin and his sexual advances, finish your match, and then go check on her. You don't leave your friends behind. 100%. Yeah, bros before hoes. That's right. What are the commandments out there? What the heck, man? Otis. <laughs> All right, guys. Smackdown. Aladdin before Jasmine. Aladdin before Jasmine. Justin, Smackdown, spit or swallow? Hmm. Oh, man, this is tough. I got oh, I to spit on it. I got to spit. You're oh. spitting? Like Seamus did earlier? Daryl, what about you? <laughs> I'm a, well, we got a long-ass icy title match between two dope-ass wrestlers. I'm going to have to swallow it, bro. Even all that other crazy crap that happened, to swallow it. I'm swallowing AJ. for the golden shower. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not Vince McMahon. I don't love pee humor. I wasn't super happy when Drake Maverick had to pee himself on Monday Night Raw. But oh. this right here, <laughs> I was all about this. So, I'm down. Uh, yeah, I'm swallowing, even though I'm not a big Jeff Hardy fan. And like you said, we got that great IC title match. Um, yeah, no, I'm with it. The only reason why I spin on it is because there is just too many things that were like another storyline. You okay. know, like the, the the throwing the piss on the crowd was like, remember when Shawn Michaels had to kick a, uh, a piss thing and he did the same thing and he threw it into the, the people. And then like Otis with the throwback of the Randy Savage, oh, yeah. uh, Miss Elizabeth thing. Like, are they just reincarnating when he went backstage to go check on if Hulk Hogan was trying to cop a field? It was like, that's the kind of vibe I got. And just like you said, they could either ended it with the icy tap title that they're trying to bring back with your best, with your two top wrestlers, end of the show like that, or end the show with the women tag team champions having those promos back to back. Like, because to me, those were the main things that kind of carry SmackDown. It's not the mainstream, you know, thing. So, yeah. No, I'm with you on that, and I would love to hear Pro Otis do some Randy Savage-esque promos. <laughs> I think that would be fantastic. But as you know, good. Justin, 
We do not talk about Hulk Hogan on the Smack and Raw podcast in any <laughs> yeah. favorable way whatsoever. <laughs> Fuck that man and his family that has been banned yeah, his from AEW for their dumbass comments. The only thing that we do here on the Smack and Raw podcast is shit on Hulk Hogan. And just like... 100%. Just like Lana hit up my DMs to let me know she didn't appreciate that tweet I put out about her Hulk Hogan, you can <laughs> at me too. Fuck you, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> All right, guys, where are we going, Raw or NXT? Let's go NXT, NXT. All right, so uh, we kick it off with the Undisputed Era. Uh, after a fantastic NXT takeover in your house, Adam Cole is still mm -hmm. our champ, which I don't agree with, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Now he's saying that the Hunters, or the Hunted are going to become the Hunters, that Dexter Loomis kidnapped Roddy and Bobby Fish, and they woke up in strange places. Roddy is visibly shook. Uh, he's seeing shit, has, can't control himself, is just terrified. I really need to know what Dexter Loomis did to him. I love this Dexter Loomis character. I am a huge horror movie fan, and this is some Silence of the Lambs fucking just creepy-ass shit. You know, it, he puts the lotion on the basket, all sorts of, like... I want Dexter Loomis to get a Buffalo Bill-type manager, just a dude with long hair and just a robe that comes out and says weird shit and pumps him up. Like, I am 100% for that and this Dexter Loomis character and him, like, putting people in holes and all sorts of weird, creepy shit. Um, and we see Loomis is in the crowd, and we find out that it's going to be Adam Cole versus Dexter Loomis later in the night. Yeah, dude, I mean, I don't – think i'm ready to see dexter loomis versus cole for the title yet which travis thought that's where they were going to go but uh i'm 100 percent for this dexter loomis character and what they're doing with them um and we'll talk about later what i think where they're actually going with adam cole and how we feel about that but uh how'd you guys how do you guys feel about dexter loomis okay so um <clears throat> daryl i know daryl you're a big ryan gosling fan dude this has to be up your alley i mean this guy Seemed like that character from Driven, that movie that uh, uh, Brian Gosling was in. Scorpion it's just jacket. like that movie. The scorpion jacket, and he has the gloves even. He has the gloves. And he yeah. even has the same haircut, the hair, you know, the hard part. To me, it, it's, it's, it was weird at first. I thought it was a fucking joke when this, <laughs> when this whole creepy, you know, skeevy type of character was going on, but now that's kind of having a slow build, like I, I like it. And whatever Roger Strong saw, I it was probably another golden shower. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Seamus took. Seamus took a golden shower. I'm pretty sure Roger Strong took another golden shower. <laughs> that's how shook he got. That's, that's how shook he uh, shook. I, uh, are you going to talk agree. about Dexter Loomis or Ryan Gosling? Because I'm actually kind of curious about this Ryan Gosling thing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, Travis is obsessed Boy. with Will Smith. Like Travis has a huge man crush on Will Smith, dude. It's cool. We give him shit about it all the time. So if you got a Ryan Gosling my, thing, I support it. I'm just curious as to where that came from. My uh, my man, my man crush is Keanu Reeves, so it's all good. What the? <laughs> a lot of my personal stuff has already been put out there with, especially with this Game of Thrones <laughs> porn parody stuff. So I don't know about going to. He's a good actor. He's a good actor. But I, so I agree with Justin with the Dexter Loomis stuff. I was like shaky at it first. I was like, this dude's just going to like pop out of nowhere all the time. It's just what's going to be his thing. But like as more 
episodes of him come up, I'm like, yeah, I like this. I'm with you guys. I'm like, this is a, this is a legit thing that I'm very excited about now. And I'm ho- hoping they, well, I'm hoping they don't fuck it up, to be honest with you. But like, yeah. it's, a, it's a great character. And I'm finding out how great a character Dex Loomis is. No, he is. And uh, like I said, I'm really excited for more. I, I do need him to get a manager, though, because obviously he doesn't speak. And I think, like, a very flamboyant uh, manager coming out, like I said, doing, like, a Buffalo Bill gimmick for him and just kind of hyping him up and getting him pumped up and, like, on the apron just yelling, it rubs the lotion yeah. on the skin yeah. as he's rubbing his chest when he's getting chopped. <laughs> I would fucking love that. I think it would be great. But we'll see what happens. Uh, we roll in. We got Keith Lee and Mia Yim uh, losing to the Garganos. This was actually really cool because you got some interaction between the men and the women with, you know, uh, Candice doing the DDT and Yim getting knocked off and her hitting those suplexes. Um, even when – so I was pissed off because Johnny Gargano took way too long to set up that final – one final beat DDT. Keith Lee, he left the man hanging out there checking on Mia Yim for way too long. You know, you could see Keith Lee just like, really, are you coming? Like, what's going on? Are you okay, baby? And he's just like, hurry up, let's go. But when he got DDT'd onto Candice LeRae, I went full AEW mode. I didn't give a fuck who was legal. I was yelling at the ref, count. Why aren't you counting? <laughs> fuck tag team yeah, rules. Yeah. Keith Lee is pinning Candice LeRae. Count that one, two, three. Yeah, 100%. That was a good spot. That was a good spot. Um, I'm pretty sure she could have just said, you know, I'm leaving uh, Johnny Gargano right now for Keith Lee. Uh, well, listen, man. <laughs> Johnny left his wife. Like, she rolls out of the ring. Johnny gets the roll up. And he just leaves his wife laying outside, knocked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. He's celebrating the win. Then picks her up weekend of Bernie's style. And is celebrating with her limp ass. She's waving around, having a good time. It was fantastic. I loved it. They did a great job. I'm a huge. I'm a huge Keith Lee fan. Uh, really stoked to see when he gets that NXT Championship, and he better get it before they call him up. Um, yeah, no, I'm all for it. Is he the guy that knocks off Cole? Ah. Uh, with what they set up at the end of tonight, I'm not 100% sure, but that's who I would pick to knock off Colson's Velveteen Dream didn't do yeah. it. Um, we did have Damian Priest backstage, uh, and they've got him ripping off Angel Garza because now he's hitting on backstage interviewers. Because uh, I guess that's what we just do now. Uh, you know, we're just playing matchmaker with all the backstage interviewers. Um he says he might have lost against Finn Balor, but he accomplished his goal. His name will live in infamy. And then uh, we cut to Cameron Grimes, who's cutting a promo, and Grimes is running his mouth about Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Doesn't realize if Damian Priest is listening to him. He punches, or Damian Priest punches Grimes in the mouth. Um, then Grimes is trying to pull out, saying he's got a broken jaw and he can't wrestle, but he's mm-hmm. chilling backstage, chatting up a bunch of yeah. PC talent. William Regal is on a Zoom call and catches him, and he's like, nope, we're having the match. So we're still on for Cameron Grimes versus Finn Balor. Um, and we had an Indusheer with Malcolm Bivens squash match, and I know, like, this is what WWE does. We got a big, mean tag team, so we're just going to have them beat up nobodies for weeks on end. Yeah. And 
it's fine. It is what it is. I would have liked to see them, if they're going to do something with them, come in and take out, like, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan, you know, and make a statement on <laughs> a somewhat established tag team instead yeah. of just the job or nobody formula that they always do. Speaking of job or yeah, nobodies, 100%. Fandango is refocused, and it's time to get serious. <laughs> uh, I'm do- I don't know about you guys. I'm digging this Fandango and them, you know, being like, yeah, we had fun. We got kind of lost in the fun, but now we're back and we're really here to do some shit and take ourselves seriously. And they talked about Fandango and, you know, his first big win. They talked about all the stuff in NXT uh, that Prince Pretty did. I-, I was all for it. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. I mean, they could be, they could be, they can work. They're, you know, a legitimate tag team. They've been around for a while. Their vignettes, I thought, were super hilarious, I thought with the whole fashion police and them trying to like, you know, find people who are bad dressers and everything like that. They definitely got chemistry. So with the tag team that's on NXT, I definitely think they can build. So shout out to them. I love the fashion files when they were doing like that detective shit. Yeah. I fashion, loved that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fashion files. Yeah. 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 What about you, Daryl? How are you feeling about uh Fandango and Tyler Breeze? Uh, I mean, can you take shout out to Charlie. <laughs> shout out to, uh, yeah. I, I don't even know if I can. I don't, but I have to say shout out to Charlie because I know he's a big, he's a big uh, Tyler Breeze and Fandango fan. And like, I know if, I mean, I can't, but if he, if they can get Charlie to be that big of a fan, like for them, I mean, anything's possible because Charlie is into some, Crazy ass wrestling, and all of a sudden he's like, <laughs> they're number one fans. So, I mean, maybe I'll change too. Charlie, yeah, I know Charlie's you're gonna, our source. Yeah. I was gonna say, Charlie, He's I know you're listening like- to this. I know you changed your. Uh, I know you just recently changed your handle on Twitter. I need you to be the Fandango hype man. I need you to put that in your profile. Make that your Twitter name. The one man Fandango hype man. That is you, Charlie. That's what we want. No, I love Charlie. Charlie's a great dude. And uh, he was actually, I was trying to get him to come on with you guys, and he said his work schedule changed. So we miss you, Charlie. Uh, We'll definitely hook up sometime and have you on. Um, That'll be awesome. He really wanted to be on this one. He just couldn't make it. I think he's, like, starting to work at, like, 5 or 6 a.m. tomorrow. That's why he was like, yeah, I can't do it. But he wants to be on, man. Uh, We also had uh, Tommaso Ciampa, who got his ass kicked by Karrion Cross. Uh, they're asking him what's going on, and he don't have shit to say. He don't want to talk to nobody. He don't want. He, he wants none of it. Um, and I don't blame him. If I got, you know, if I was former NXT champion and this badass who walked around with the crutch and took out an entire faction by myself and put motherfuckers through tables, and Karrion Cross came in and beat me the way he beat Tommaso Ciampa, I'd be shutting the fuck up and just walking away from interviewers too, like embarrassed <laughs> as shit. And I love me some Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> That theme mm-hmm. music that no one will survive, like that's my shit. Yeah, but yeah, man. yeah. I I remember <laughs> when Tommaso Ciampa was an ROH and he he cut like a pipe bomb type of promo when we were there. Do you remember this, Daryl? And like he was yeah. saying like how he's like threatening to leave ROH. He's gonna do this. Yeah. He's gonna do that. And somebody said because he was comparing himself to like CM Punk all these people, and somebody in the crowd said, yeah, you're not one of them. And I was like, damn. 
somebody's just shitting on Tommaso Ciampa like that, and then the crowd kind of clapped at that joke, right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny to see where he's at now. Yeah. So, like, you I know, we were that. always followers of, yeah, you remember that? And then we were always followers of him because, you know, shout out to Garner and Charlie B. They always tell us, like, who we should kind of follow, who we, who we should like in the indie scene. So it's kind of amazing to see where he's come from from that from that time. So shout Absolutely. out to Tommaso Ciampa. I got, I got, I was lucky enough to be at uh, Takeover Chicago for the street fight between Gargano oh. and oh, Chapa. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My boy that Phil works for Q101, and he hooks me up with Takeover oh, tickets. Oh, oh snap! So uh, shout out to Phil. Uh, shout out to Q101, dude. Shout out to Q101. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, he got me tickets to Takeover War Games too, and that was dope. So that's yeah, awesome. that was a good one. That was a good show. That was a good show. Uh, so we got Robert Stone. Uh, he's still all disheveled. Looks like he hasn't had a shower in weeks. His clothes are all fucked up because he mm-hmm. lost his mainstream talent, this Chelsea Green, this big porn star for his brand. And now he's, he's Rhea Ripley, and he's like, oh, shit, that's the next Karma RX. That's, you know, that's my girl. I'm going to make something out of you. And Rhea ain't having it. He's just not ready for that kind. She's just, you know, she's not that kind of girl. Uh, she puts him down gently by punching him in the gut. Uh, how do you guys feel about what they're doing with Robert Stone beyond the me joking that he looks like a porn director and his name sounds like a porn director, uh, him like looking for talent and just getting shut down left and right. I really thought they were going to go somewhere with him and Chelsea green and they ended that real quick. So, well, I, that's not the gimmick. I, I 100% thought that that was the gimmick, but the PG, like, Disney version of that gimmick, like, because you can tell, like, the way that it's being, like, you know, broadcasted, like, oh, they're kind of going with this whole, like, porno manager type feel for these things. I mean, it was a very watered down version, but you can definitely tell that that was where it was going. Did you hear that little bit of internet rumor that uh, Zack Ryder was pissed off that WWE, like, used his pool for one of their vignettes or something. Oh, no, I didn't hear that. There was something going around that because he got fired and released from WWE, they wanted to shoot more vignettes poolside with Chelsea Green, who lives with him. And he was mad that they were doing it and didn't, I guess, ask his permission or something to use his pool. And it's like, it's her house too. But the real, what I'm guessing is the real reason is he saw that basically porno shoot that she did with Robert Stone in the pool and he didn't want that shit put out there anymore now that he wasn't getting paid by WWE <laughs> to let that shit happen. So that's what 100%, happened. 100%. If you're going to put my girl in a porno, I need to get paid too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the bouncer. He's the bouncer on this. He's security for in a way. Uh, we got Cameron Grimes oh, losing man. to Finn Balor, and they're confusing the shit out of me because Finn Balor was doing the 1916 as a heel – and then the coup de gras of face. And last week he won with the coup de gras. So I was yeah. kind of thinking, okay, we're going back to baby face Finn. But now this week he hits both the coup de gras and the 1916. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck this man stands now. But he does call out Keith Lee. And Finn Balor Keith Lee is something I can't wait to see. Yes. 100%. I know that there was like the, the finisher meant that he was either a face or a heel. Like, I well, thought it was just like, whatever finisher he's choosing today is going to be the finisher, you know? Well, he stopped using the coup de gras when he made that heel turn. He started doing the 1916. He hit it to Johnny Gargano out on the, the rampway. Yeah. Right, he wasn't right, using right. the coup de gras at all. And then okay, after takeover okay, okay. against Damian Priest, 
where Damian Priest was the heel that took out his knee, he brought the coup de gras back. So that's just the way I looked at it was babyface Finn Balor does the double foot stomp off the top rope, heel Finn Balor tries to give people concussions and break their neck. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, he definitely can't do the 1916 on Keith Lee. True, true. Well, not without fucking up that bad shoulder of his. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine he he's scheduled to win the North American title and he goes up to give Keith Lee the 1916 and fucks his shoulder up, wins the match, and then has to relinquish the North American yeah. title? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, fuck my God. Up again. Yeah. Uh, we got Casey Kent and Zaro losing to my girl Dakota Kai. Um, they attack Casey after the match. Down comes Caden Carter. And, dude, Caden Carter, I saw in the uh, May Young Classic, and she really had some talent and skill, and I, I was surprised that they had just been jobbing her out and jobbing her out. But she actually got a little bit of shine here before she got fucked up by uh, Giant Gonzalez. So. <laughs> I just love that people are calling her Giant Gonzalez. I just want to see her in, like, a full-body, terrible-looking costume that has the outline of abs. And, you know, like, like El Gigante back in the day against Undertaker. <laughs> well, oh my God. I've also seen people say that Sonya Deville is like Frieza's original form and oh. Rick, uh, Raquel's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. second form yeah. Frieza because they look so much alike. Oh, oh man, there's Charlie right there, oh too. Guys. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Caden. Yeah. Shout out to Caden Carter, yeah. man, half Filipino. And uh, shout out, shout I like out. how WWE is doing this because Caden uh, Carter, I mean, I don't. I don't really do a lot of TikTok, but uh, what's like I know Kim Carr got TikTok, and she's constantly has Casey on there. Her and Casey mm-hmm. constantly are doing like tag team like skits and goofs and whatever. So With Ricochet, uh, and I his think bundle? they're oh, <laughs> those straps, those straps. <laughs> Katie right. Carter, those straps. You didn't talk about it on. You didn't <laughs> talk about straps. it. And I know we still got to get to Raw, but we're already here. And like I said, I listened to you guys last night, and you had an awesome explanation about Bailey dose straps that I would like you to re-talk about here real quick, Justin. Can you tell us about uh, Bailey dose straps? 100%. And- so, like, uh, lately I've been – okay, so let me, let me get this across, right? So, like, I'm, I'm going to get to the dose straps, but let me clarify. Daryl, sometimes we're both in the medical field. Daryl sometimes works late, so he asks me or anybody else, can you hop on Twitter and just engage and put some stuff out there? So when it's all caps, that's me, okay? When it's all caps, I try to find a way to differentiate between me and Daryl on social media. So the all caps, that's me. So I was on Twitter getting ready to do my, you know, Twitter stuff, and I'm, like, slowly seeing Bailey, like, heading its way up to the Twitter trend. And I'm like, Bailey, those straps, what the hell is this? And I'm thinking, like, okay, it's another way to say Becky Two Bells, but those straps, because, you know, she's Hispanic, those two, you know. Then I see there can't be no reason why it's this month. So then I'm looking, it's like those straps, straps is referring to, like, a gay lesbian sex day where they put a strap on. And the fact that she has those straps, it's like she has one in the front, one in the back, and that's why Sasha's always with her. So... To be clear, it's not always a gay lesbian thing because, as we know, it's not always, not our always. girl Gina from the Dead Ass Girls podcast yeah. loves her strap-ons and she loves doing some pegging. Yeah. So, Gina, if you she listen to this, 
Hit us up and let us know how dose straps work and if you've done the one front, one back, because I need to hear about that on your podcast. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> Gina G6. Shout out, Deadass. Gina and Giselle, shout out to the Deadass Podcast Girls. Uh, or Deadass Girls Podcast. So we also got uh, Timothy Thatcher talking about his, uh, his training school that he's going to be bringing in where you got to sign a waiver because he's going to fuck you up. Uh, I think he said that <laughs> Thatcher's Thatch can instead of Catch's Catch can. Uh, but he's got yeah. that meth mouth going on with all those missing teeth, and I was distracted. I, I really wasn't paying attention to what the man was saying. Um, but then we get this cool shit. So first off, uh, I'll get to it at the end. Never mind. Uh, we got Phantasma, and he comes out for his moment. He is the new champion, and Drake Maverick with Drake Maverick with all that white privilege just marches out and ruins this man's fucking, you know, his speech and his moment. So I don't blame anything on Phantasma for what happened here because he was trying to have a moment, and Drake just thought he could come out and get involved. And, you know, ask for matches and ruin this guy's moment. So that's what Drake does. He says, if I had a rematch, I know I could beat you. Phantasma's like, yeah, okay. Then our masked men come down. We got Joaquin Wilde, who is from Chicago. We got Raul Mendoza. They attack Drake Maverick. As you see Phantasma turn around, they finally reveal what me and everyone, including my boys over at the Smack Row podcast, Vince and RN, have been saying that he was the leader of this faction the whole time. We knew it. They take off their mask to reveal who they are. Then he takes off his mask, and they gave him the most generic, like, Hispanic drug lord name in Santos Escobar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's for sure. There's a meeting at 3 o'clock on a Friday, and people are just trying to, like, let's think of something. What's the most drug dealer name? Santos Escobar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with that. Well, Well, that's what I was saying is, like, they probably gave him a list of names, (laughs) and the last names were Escobar, Montaña, um, uh, Fring, uh, Gus Fring from uh, Breaking Bad, and then uh, what the fuck was Carlito from uh, Carlito's Way? What was his last name? I I tweeted it out. Oh, uh, oh, man. Damn, I forgot. Anyway, yeah, it was like Tony Montana, uh, Carlito, fucking (laughs) Gus Fring, and Pablo Escobar. Mix those names up. Come up with something. Yeah. <laughs> just for me, for me, I don't mind. For me, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm glad that they kind of did this route, but I'm super happy because finally there's gonna be a shirt with my last name on it because my last name is Santos. I'm just gonna scratch the Escobar out. So whenever that shirt comes out, <laughs> I'm gonna definitely buy like three of those. So there you go. Oh, yeah, the closest I got is Matt Riddle, and I ain't buying a Matt Riddle shirt. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, no, but this is dope. Like, I love this faction. I love that they finally – we finally got there. They finally did the reveal. Like I said, we've been talking about it. This should be dope. I really liked the way he took the mask off and revealed and the promo he cut. So so I'm down for this. I'm, I'm ready to see Santos Escobar, Raul Mendoza, and Joaquin Wilde fuck some shit up. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. DJ Z, baby. Mm-hmm. Before, before walking wild. Have Filipino. Hey, Filipinos are killing it. Uh, this week on NXT, I didn't realize that. Caden Cross and Walking Wild came out. Damn. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're all good, man. Hey, listen. I get to see white people every week on TV all the time. So when y'all get to, you know, 
be represented. You want to talk about it? I am here to let you have that time to bask in the fact that you guys are getting a little representation. Because <laughs> every damn other wrestler on the show is white. Much appreciated. Appreciate uh, Especially bald white guys. Like bald white guys, that's a wrestling stable. I got Goldberg and Stone Cold and Tommaso Ciampa and the list goes on. <laughs> uh, we also got Dexter Loomis continuing to stalk the UE. Uh, fucking Roddy's still scared shitless. Dexter's like behind that little fucking peel back door thing. And nobody believes that Roddy's seen it. He's like, Roddy Strong is like that girl in the horror movie that knows that something's going on and nobody believes her. Mm-hmm. That I is 100%. It. That's 100%. It. So we finish it off. Adam Cole defeats Dexter Loomis with a little bit of help. Uh, Cole gets, again, and this is shout out again to the Smack Raw podcast because I give them love. Vince and RN, they were talking about this. As a big horror movie fan, and they mentioned this, Adam Cole did the one thing you don't do. The bad guy in a slasher film is never dead the first time. You never walk over that dead body. And Adam Cole stood there and mm-hmm. celebrated. And just like at the end of every Halloween, Michael Myers and Dexter Loomis sat up, grabbed him, put him in that chokehold. Undisputed Era is trying to beat Dexter Loomis off him. Velveteen Dream comes down, saves, you know, the day. Helps Dexter Lewis escape. Adam Cole stays behind in the ring. And this is where the lights go out. And Scarlett, another Illinois, Chicago, suburb native, comes down. She's got the hourglass. She puts it on the ring apron with a little spotlight to let Adam Cole know that uh, TikTok, your time is up. (laughs) I'm not a fan of them putting Karrion Cross against Adam Cole especially it was for the title this early. The man's had one match. I don't yeah, love that they're really doing it that quick. Yeah, a squash on Tommaso Ciampa, but still one match. That I'm not a fan of when we've got, you know, all this other talent in NXT that could be in that spot. The guy just came in. But I will say, I love Scarlett. I love yeah. Scarlett. I love the entrance. I love the aesthetic. I love what they're doing with Karrion Cross. I know you said, uh, well... I'm Noah. It was uh, it was Vince was saying that he didn't think Karrion Cross was green because he's got five years, and then they were telling him, yeah, but everyone else has got like ten to twelve. So Karrion right. Cross is five years compared to everyone else's ain't shit. Um, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm curious as to see where they go. I'm not going to be happy. At least right now, I'm not going to be happy if Karrion Cross takes that belt off Adam Cole after this year long, you know, run that he's had. But. Yeah, and I don't like how they did it too. Like, because you can kind of see the reason why Dexter Lewis was involved because, like, he has a little bit of an association with Velveteen Dream, maybe a relationship. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but, like, then you just cut to moving ahead, carrying cross, and it just doesn't make any sense. So it's like, are you done with Velveteen and Dexter Lewis? Because, you know, I'm pretty sure he's not done with, you know, strongest ass, and I'm pretty sure. It's something they can build on. Well, I think what and, they're um, doing is they're I, transitioning Velveteen Dream and Dexter Loomis into a Roderick Strong Bobby Fish feud. So it'll be a tag team feud uh, between them like to oh, free up no. Adam Cole. No. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I would love to see maybe Velveteen and Adam Cole go one more time in a regular match. Because, you know, the, their takeover was kind of, you know, last second because of the whole coronavirus. And they can't, you know, you know, um, dragging it along, you know, and so, and this one was, you know, definitely like, you know, 
backyard type of match with cars and shit. And so, I don't know. I think they deserve to have one more match just to kind of like end the feud. But you how know, do you get around that stipulation? Velveteen Dream lost. Oh, doesn't true. get the title match. Yeah, it's true. That's true. It's true. They well, there's always ways around it. They can always do some another gauntlet, you know. <laughs> yeah. What about you? How you feeling? I mean, I'm I'm with you, man. I mean, like I look, I like Karrion Cross, and I always support Scarlet, the hometown, hometown chick. But like, it's too fast. One hundred percent too. That's honestly, I'll be honest. Um, that's why I brought up the Keith Lee question because I honestly totally forgot about this because I was like, oh, I already blocked it out of my memory because I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be way too fast. And uh, what's it called? Yeah, that, I just don't like it. But I mean you know that they're not afraid to like crown new signings, especially if they like really, really believe in them. WWE is. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, if he's the one who knocks it off, I'm, I'm not going to be happy, but I mean, I'll be excited to see where they're going to take Harry and cross. I just don't like it so quick though. All right. I'm with you on that. Uh, NXT spit or swallow, Justin. I think I will swallow it. I think uh, I will swallow it with there. the lights off. Uh, I mean, Filipinos got represented. Chicagoans got represented. That's right. I'll swallow it. I'll swallow it. Hey, on that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a Travis stance here. So Travis will not swallow an episode of AEW that does not feature Luchasaurus, and I refuse to swallow an episode Mm. of NXT from here on out that does not have Shotzi Blackheart. Oh, shout out, shout out. That's how. That's how strong. And if she's in the crowd on Raw and she's in the crowd on SmackDown, she can be on NXT, goddammit. So if I don't get my That's tank fine. and I don't That's get fine. my Shotzi, I ain't swallowing NXT. <laughs> um, she's the ultimate Filipino. That's uh, that's that's the that's the the up and coming great Filipino hope over there. That's right. That's right. Dude, cool. I'm all about her. Like she's got that it factor. And when she did that fucking uh, coffin Donald drop, Man? springboard coffin oh, drop. Co- yeah, oh, dude. dude. Yeah. All right, we got to talk about Monday Night Raw. Um, yeah. This is the last one, so we're almost done here. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's been fun, but it's been long. Uh, <laughs> a long-ass episode, my bad. Hey, it's all good, man. We've been having a blast. Uh, same thing like I told Kyle when he was on. If it's a good show, I don't mind running long. Uh, so we got Asuka versus Charlotte. Uh, Legit Bay, as you guys refer to them, I believe, mm-hmm. on Twitter. Legit Shout Bay. Out. Yeah. Uh, come Legit out. Bay, that's right. And brag, uh, Asuka wants to fight. Charlotte tried to get rid of the tag team champs. But uh, the Iconics come out, and they want to talk about the match on Sunday. We get a big brawl, which sets up a triple threat tag team match. Asuka and Charlotte versus the Iconics versus Sasha and Bailey. Um, we're still going to get Asuka and Charlotte later in the night, which people weren't happy about. But uh, Asuka and Charlotte win here. So... Are you guys surprised that they gave Asuka and Charlotte the win over the current tag team champions and their competitors right before we go into a pay-per-view where those they're a featured match and Asuka and Charlotte aren't? Yeah, uh, it, it was definitely confusing. The match I thought was good. Um, I thought the interaction between all of them were also good too. But then the fact that they got the win was definitely like, okay, I mean, just trying to build to the little feud with their match. But then having them, the tag champions lose, it just didn't make sense. It was, just, it was a whole big clusterfuck, like Travis would say. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Daryl? 
Yeah, I agree with that. It was just, it was just a weird situation, especially right before a pay per view. I, it was weird. I, that's all I put it out there. <laughs> uh, then we got Seth Rollins. He comes down to join the announce team for an interview with Rey Mysterio. Uh, Ray says he's going to kick Seth's ass when he's allowed to return. Uh, Seth says that, you know, Ray and everyone, they're liars. And he invites Dominic and Ray to Raw so he can show them the truth. Uh, Ray declines. And then out of nowhere, my boy Aleister Black just off screen jumps the announce table yeah. and busts <laughs> Seth in the mouth. Uh, this leads to Aleister Black and his new best friend, Humberto Carrillo, taking on the Murphy Theory. Uh, Black and Creo get the win, but Seth's, Seth's altar boys take out both men. And unfortunately, my boy mm-hmm. Aleister Black gets the worst of it with the stomp as he has now become a sacrifice for the greater good, as Seth would put it. Um, I really like, I love that Aleister Black beat Seth Rollins in a one on one match. And I know that he has his group, but I really, nothing against Humberto Carrillo. I don't need him attached to Aleister Black. I want to see Seth and Black do a real full-on feud going into a big pay-per-view match. Darkness versus the light, all that. That's what I want. Humberto's great, but he's holding Aleister Black back here, in my opinion. That might just be because I'm a huge Aleister Black fan, but... Yeah, you know, and it's funny how Aleister Black is getting this match with Seth Rollins because it was just off of, like, one tag team match that Aleister Black had with Rey Mysterio, and all of a sudden now they're like, Best friends? No, no, no. And Don't forget. It... It's his mentor, Rey Mysterio. Oh, they made that very clear that Rey Mysterio, <laughs> after one tag team match and losing an eye, was Aleister Black's mentor. And we cannot forget that. <laughs> but yeah, and it's so funny like how they just made him seem like he was underneath um, Rey Mysterio's wing and this and that. Like he mentored him, like Yoda mentored Luke Skywalker. <laughs> And, but but then if you think about it, it actually should be switched with Humberto uh, Humberto instead of Alistair Black. Yeah. Because Humberto grew up like in Rey Mysterio. So like I don't get like why they're like I guess they're like well Alistair is married to Zelina, so uh, I guess it's okay. Yeah, through osmosis, you know. Yeah. Your mentor. <laughs> um, then we got the first of two segments here. We got Christian returning uh, for a peep show with Edge. And, dude, he just – he spends, like, the first half of this segment just trashing Edge and talking about – I don't think when you were in your prime you could have put on the greatest wrestling match of all time, let alone now. Now you're rusty and you're old and you can't do shit. And I'm like, listen here, you are retired with that stack of dimes neck. You ain't coming back to wrestle. Stop talking shit about Edge over there. Like, you're something special. Neck. Um <laughs> But he takes all this negative reinforcement to get Edge fired up and then turns it around and says, that's the Edge we need. If you're going to win this match, if you're going to do this, this is the person that I need. I need you to get that fuel and that fire. So then he starts gassing him up. And then we could have ended it there. Like, that would have been great. But instead, we got this weird Randy Orton, like, video where Randy says that the redemption isn't over or the redemption is over and just told him to give up and – Edge yells, no, it's not, at, like, Randy on the Titantron. <laughs> I don't know. I think Randy kind of killed that whole segment. Yeah, he did. And, and I figured, like, Randy should have mentioned, like, the fact that he has been in a wrestling match against Kurt Angle, and he out-wrestled and beat Kurt Angle at ECW One Night Stand a couple years back. 
And so he could have used that to kind of say, like, I've been in a Reading wrestling match with somebody who was actually a legit wrestler, and I beat him. And that could have been it. But yet they had to have this weird, um, you know, back and forth. And, and the whole promo with Christian, like, it just made no sense. I think Christian was trying to save himself from getting his ass beat. Because when they both stood up on the chair, he was like, well, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to pump you up. I'm just trying to pump you up. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. But that's, that's what I got out of it, you know. How are you feeling about the uh, the soon-to-be greatest wrestling match ever? Oh, man. Yeah. Somebody put it out on Twitter. I was, yeah. I think it was Smart to Death. Shout out to Smart to Death. Put out on Twitter. It was like, uh, they keep on saying this greatest match ever, but don't be surprised if this is like an eight-second squash match for some reason. <laughs> and I could, For some odd reason, I could totally see WWE doing that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I, but the segment with Orton, I think you're totally right. Like uh, you said this last week, like stop making fetch happen with like from Mean Girl. I forgot what you yeah, were talking about, but it's like yeah, yeah. and just like I was Umberto talking about QT Carrillo. Marshall. I was talking about oh, that yeah. fucker and his apple. <laughs> he ain't gonna happen. You stop. ain't gonna make him happen. <laughs> stop trying to make him happen. That's, that's right. It was QT Marshall. I was like, well, same thing, man. Stop making it like. That was, like it was just you didn't have to uh, add Orton. I don't know. I'm so mm-hmm. I'm honestly so tired right now. I'm totally lost. I was gonna make something about Umberto Carrillo, oh, no. and then I just realized we were talking about the damn Orton Edge match. I was gonna say oh, no, but, stop but, making uh, Umberto Carrillo happen, and uh, I'm, I'm totally lost. I, either way, no, I agree. With you. I, I think, I think what stop. you're saying is like the game is great. I think what Daryl's saying is that, like, stop trying to make the best uh, best wrestling match ever. It's not, it's not going to happen. We, we don't think it's going to happen. And it's yeah. just a catch for me, just to get people to see it. That's, I think that's what Daryl's going for. Yeah. And I hear you on that, and I'm with that. And I'm also going to save this, because another thing we need to stop trying to make happen is the stupid back-and-forth competitions between the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders. This time we do a decathlon. Yeah. So we've gone from bowling matches and mini golf and basketball tournaments and <laughs> – Hatchet throwing. Now we've got flippy cup and archery and hurdles and a 1600 meter dash, stick fighting and a dance off, shot put and turkey leg eating and pole vaulting. <laughs> and it still ends in a tie. And we've done all this to sacrifice Bianca Belair. And I fucking hate it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. The real loser of all this is fans and bought Bianca Belair on this. Yeah. For real. We're, we're ruining the Viking Raiders. Mm-hmm. We've sacrificed Bianca Belair to do some funny side segments. And these are all produced by Bruce Pritchard, who is now also the head of creative yeah. for mm-hmm. Monday Night Raw. And people mm-hmm. are like, oh, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Stop it. <laughs> Let Paul Heyman be Paul Heyman and Raw will be great. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I understand that, you know, Bruce Pritchard has the, the podcast, you know, and, and everything like that. But let's not, be, let's not forget, it's Conrad Thompson who's really running that podcast. It just happens to be with Bruce Pritchard on there. Okay. True. And so, really, who they should get? Who really they should get is Conrad Thompson. It, you know what? I'm 100 percent with you. It's just like the Smack and Raw podcast. Everyone thinks Travis is hilarious and so funny, but let's not forget that I'm running the podcast, and Travis is only so great and funny because I make him that way. I really hope he listens to this. 
I gave we talked so much shit about him last night on Creation Conversation, like just fucking with him. It was oh fun. no, because uh, no, it's no. all three hosts. Yeah, it's all three co-hosts that normally work with him, but he wasn't there, so we all just went in on him. It was fun. Oh, oh no, uh, oh no. So we got Apollo Cruz coming That's out. That's what friends the- do. Yep, that exactly. And That's like I said, I've known Travis since fourth grade, so I've earned it. Um, <laughs> Apollo comes out for the number one contenders match. He's got new music. It's Andrade versus Garza versus Kevin Owens. And Andrade gets the win, pinning Garza, which leads more to the issues in Zelina's group. We thought, okay, they kicked out the white guy. Everything's going to be okay. But between Zelina not enjoying Angel Garza and whatever Angel Garza has going on backstage with Charlie, and now Andrade, you know, getting this pin on Garza and getting that number one contendership, Things are not looking good for Zelina and her uh, her would be faction. Yeah, I, I I'm glad that like that faction is going because it didn't make any sense when it first started. I mean, it looked cool. It was like, wow, they're going to actually give Zelina big a faction. Maybe it's going to be Lij WWE. But I guess people smart enough and be like, okay, no, they should be separate. Andrade and Zelina, they already had a thing. We shouldn't kill it. So let's just bring it. Let's just bring it back. Don't kill a good thing. I wanted them to bring back LWO. I still want them to bring back LWO. Dude. Um, they could. They could. And Zelina running LWO with Andrade and Angel, and then, you know, eventually maybe pulling in, you know, Ray or Dominic if he ever mm-hmm. makes his debut and doesn't just get mm-hmm. tossed around by people. Or Humberto <laughs> makes a heel turn. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> Uh, then we got Charlotte. She's backstage denying that she lost, even though she's no longer NXT Women's Champion just because she didn't get pinned. And then Asuka steals the moment again, coming in, dancing, and doing just amazing Asuka shit. Um, they, she asked if Asuka takes anything seriously, and Asuka slaps her, and that was a serious slap. So we know that Asuka yes. takes slapping Charlotte in the face seriously, even though Asuka can't seem to get a win over Charlotte to save her fucking life. She took that seriously. Um, and then we got MVP's VIP lounge. Uh, he means to introduce Bobby Lashley, but everything he says sounds a lot like Drew McIntyre. So Drew comes down. Uh, Bobby basically saves MVP. And then we've got the Street Profits and Viking Raiders coming out to back up Drew before MVP and Bobby Lashley defeat the Viking Raiders. So now our Raw Tag Team Champions have lost to Bobby Lashley and MVP. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. If this is the work for Bruce Pritchard, I don't know what's happening. I, I, if this is the work for Bruce Pritchard, I, I don't know. I, it doesn't look good for the future for Raw. Like, don't get me wrong. I love what they've done with MVP and Bobby Lashley. And I'm actually rooting for Bobby Lashley to win on Sunday. I want to see him get that run, get that title. He should have had it in his first run. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. They should have given it to him the first time around. He's definitely hung around and, you know, put in the work to do it this time around. And I'd love to see Drew McIntyre as that baby face chasing the title, heading into SummerSlam. So I'm right. 100% for it. Right. It's just I don't need you beating the tag team champions with your manager. <laughs> your mm-hmm. manager. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> There's 100% right there. 100%. 100%. And last but not least, Charlotte defeats Asuka. We got Legit Bay watching from ringside ah. and commentary. Nia comes out, costs Asuka the match. Asuka definitely kicked out. Like, I, mm-hmm. I swear mm-hmm. Asuka kicked out. 
That was not a three count. I thought it was a title match. I thought Charlotte had just won the title, and I was pissed. And then I realized it wasn't. Um, how'd you guys feel about the weird way they ended it, the kick out, or the fact that they just refused to allow Charlotte to lose to Oscar at this point? Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I hated it. I hated it. It's like what you can't have Charlotte lose like two two pay per views in a row, like two two TV shows in a row. Like you can't. You know, she just lost on the NXT, uh, the NXT takeover. And then what we had to give her the win on Raw, meaningless win, a meaningless match when like she is probably like going to so have her three times. And it's like I did maybe mention, you know, they're trying to like legitimize it by distraction, but yo, those distractions should be gone. Those are like 2011 type distractions. I mean, come on now. I'm with you on that. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, the whole having people distracted by people coming out mm-hmm. in the middle of a match, it, it's definitely overplayed. They should have killed it a long time ago. Yes, Darryl, exactly. where are you at on uh, whether or not Asuka kicked out, didn't kick out? I, I, uh, I, I mean, I thought she kicked out. I'm with you. I thought she kicked out. I'm, I just can't believe Charlotte's out here again trying to chase another title and they have there's just so much with like there's just so much talent we always talk about how much there's like so much women's talent out there and then like they have charlotte out again doing another thing with oscar and i'm like i like that storyline a little bit just because yeah like charlotte is oscar's kryptonite but like we could have that later on we don't need that right now he's like build somebody else man please build somebody else i'm with you 100 percent on that all right, guys. Very last one. Monday Night Raw. Spit or swallow. Daryl, what you got? Oh man, I gotta spit. I mean, the the week started <laughs> off so bad with Raw, but I'm glad that like the rest of the week of wrestling was so good. But yeah, Raw, Raw already put a terrible tone to the week. Okay, Justin. I'm going to do a gentleman's uh, spit on that, and then chase it down with water. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, I'm spitting raw as well. So I'm going to let you guys talk it out and decide because this is the week that Get Your Podcast made their debut on Pornhub and on Smack and Raw. Uh, between you guys, what do you guys think was the best show of the week? Go ahead, Justin. Oh, man. I got to go with AEW. AEW usually has the best of the week. I mean, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, like NXT definitely did, but I always feel like NXT – just because the like, NXT takeover was, you know, a couple of days prior, there's always a little bit of a drop off. I don't know, AEW, AEW. It just had everything. It had comedy, it had good wrestling. It just had a lot more things to talk about, too. So, You rolling with AEW, too, Daryl? Damn, man. I was really hoping he was going to say something fucking different so we wouldn't be like, <laughs> oh, man, the Get Your Podcast, people just say the same shit. Fuck, man, AEW. <laughs> because I'll be honest with that, that Cody-Marqueen uh, match really surprised me, even though – I, I do like the private party and like their talent. And yeah, I mean, honestly, AEW does bring it, I feel, a lot of the weeks with it, with just action, good wrestling, good like comedy. It's just, it feels like, it always feels like a bunch of friends that are like, hey, this looks like a fucking yeah. hilarious idea. Let's do it. And they do it. And it actually is a pretty great or hilarious idea. And I just, I don't know, I just like it. I just, 
It's just something about it. I just like All right, it. guys. So there you go. Officially from the Get Your Wrestling Podcast, AEW is the best show of the week. I was personally going to go with SmackDown because that's the only show I got to see someone get peed on, and that was my favorite <laughs> part of the week. That was um, second for sure. <laughs> Justin, you're getting a little staticky here, so I'm going to have Daryl plug all your shit just to make sure everyone can hear it. So tell them where they can find you, Daryl. Oh, for sure. So you can find us on our link tree. Uh, it's under Get Your Podcast. Just look up on the link tree. Um, we record every Thursday. We're on every uh, podcast uh, sharing outlet, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, whatever you want, you'll find us. Find us on Twitter. Again, get your podcast, G-E-T-C-H-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You can find us on Instagram, same thing, get your podcast, Facebook. Should we got a TikTok that we don't use? Find, fuck us. Find, <laughs> find us with that. You never know. Maybe we'll do like throw pee on somebody on our TikTok. I don't know. Snapchat. Fuck, man. <laughs> I'm just happy we're on Pornhub. And it's <laughs> this is crazy. What I'm hearing is what I'm hearing is uh, if you guys go to TikTok, you guys are definitely going to see Ryan Gosling get peed on in a parody porn. Um, that's what I took away from that. I do appreciate you guys coming on, and if you guys are listening to this, oh, as you know, you guys can find all of the info for us uh, on my Twitter at Matt Ritter. That is at M A T T R I D D E R. We got the link tree, link tree slash Smacking It Raw, which will give you the audio version of this podcast and everywhere you can find it and Linktree slash Creation World, which will get you the videos, so you can watch us on YouTube and Pornhub, of course. That is our thing. We are the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, so go check us out there. And as always, guys, you guys can find this on Facebook at facebook.com slash creationworld and on facebook.com slash groups slash smacking it raw. Again, I want to thank the Get Your Podcast boys, Justin and Dale, for coming on and doing this with us. Guys, I really appreciate it. a blast. And for oh, this man. week, Justin – and Daryl, and I, the Warden Matt Ritter, are smacking it raw, and we are that damn good. Peace, y'all.